Today's edition of the Business in Games podcast is brought to you by the Oceania Esports and Gaming Business Facebook group. Head over there on facebook.com for all of your gaming business and advice needs. Welcome to episode 001 of Business in Games, also known as the Big Podcast. I'm your host, Chris May-Smith. So this podcast, it aims to cover multiple facets of gaming, focusing on the business aspect. I'm using my years in technology and gaming industries to bring in some of the brightest minds in tech, teaching how they approach their platforms, maximize their growth, establish their brands, and plan to execute their business. The big podcast aims to cover multiple areas of gaming, focusing on the business aspect and how you can get involved yourself. So today I have with me Brian B, Mr. Tech City himself. Mate, how are you today? Yeah, good brother. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, just, yeah, coming on uh, in the in the middle of uh, reviewing a 1080 Ti, the big beast itself. And it's an awesome card at the moment, so really happy with its performance. But other than that, yeah, just... Uh, a Friday, so I would be working over the weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, never. It never stops, man. It never stops. Uh, you know, <laughs> as, as you know from um, you know me working at Corsair, we just launched the Corsair One today, and that's that's been pretty that's been pretty hackers. You know, brand new system for Corsair, and you know meetings, nonstop phone calls, and getting all that stuff set up. But you know, it's an exciting time in tech. You were talking about the 1080 Ti, and and you know the stuff that comes around that is is pretty fantastic. But w- what I really wanted to ask you is, I introduced you as Brian B from Tech City, but should yeah. I should have I said Tech Yes City? That's the real question. Maybe you should have. See, this is the thing with the Tech Yes City. I just made that name just randomly when I was thinking of a tech name. Everything was taken, you know, like a Tech City or whatever at the time was taken by another. I think that channel just went under or something. Like, there was a uh, other names as well. Like, that were just too cliche. And I just thought, well, you know, I'm always aspiring to be a yes man. So why not just make tech <laughs> yes city? And then when I got back from a when I came over from Japan to Australia, I thought, you know, it was time for a change to go a bit more professional. But after I changed that man, it was just so funny. Everyone I knew around me just said, dude, I like tech yes city better. I love it better. I even met with Green Hand Gaming. He just said, dude, you got to change it back to tech yes city. That's what you are. And I aim now, when I get to 200k subscribers, I will change it back to Tech Yes City, the channel name, officially. <laughs> the business side of things, the business side of things will remain like Tech City Media Productions. That's my company's name. Uh, so we're going to go with uh, officially on the channel. We renamed it Tech Yes City. Bring that yes back. I know people, everyone I spoke to want it back. And this was the decision I made after I told my friends, because they make up business cards for me. I told them to make us up a Tech City batch. And they just they just kept ignoring me. And then, they, then I said, dude, like, are you gonna make some business cards for me he's like he's like no I'm like, but why he's like because we want the tech yes city business cards i'm like <laughs> i just laughed i was like oh right on it's done everyone yeah. around me telling me they want it back so it's nice to know it's not just a push from your subs right i mean if you look at another tech channel you know to, to introduce what what you do and, and obviously a lot of people already know is that you know you're a, you're a tech youtuber and and go through a series of you know reviewing products and, and builds and stuff but you know, if if you spend a little bit of time on YouTube on on any kind of tech channel, you look at the comments. Most of most of your comments are "Bring back tech, yes, city." <laughs> you know, if you <laughs> if you're looking at Rocket Jump Ninja, most people say, you know, this is the this is the size of my hand. This is what ma- like what mouse should I use? You know, should I buy this mouse? And is this mouse good? And this kind of stuff. But for you, it's uh, it's it's just a song of of tech, yes, city. It's like you got yourself a, a drone of <laughs> of people that are just chanting it off in the distance. It is true. It is true. And Adam, you, you have to listen to your viewers and subs because you wouldn't be anywhere without them, right? Even this, uh, you know, whatever Tech Yes City is, man, it would be nothing without the viewers. So I will be listening to them. I, I want to make it like a 200,000 subscribers special. And when we get there, it's just going to be big. I'll be chain, I'll be launching a, even thinking of launching a new character for satirical purposes on the channel. <laughs> so that's good. That's, yeah, it's going to be a heap of fun. So yeah, that's looking pretty forward good. to that. Yeah, so so I mean, you know, we talked we talked a bit off mic, and and some other people have you know been made aware and, and read some stuff about this uh, about this podcast in a whole. But you know, I guess to go over it while we're live and to explain it a bit more is that you know, business in games. While it's while it's a name, and, and while I did that introduction, and, and you know, kind of talked about who I am and, and what I've done. You know, the idea behind business in games is to chat with people such as yourself or or you know modders people who are in esports teams and and really get down to a bit of that nitty gritty about business right because you know I could I, I guess I could I could say quite comfortably and, and this isn't telling people that they're that they're dumb or, or me trying to dumb down things too much but 
you know, a lot of people from the mainstream just think that you're just making videos on YouTube for fun and, you know, it takes you maybe an hour to make a video and then you make $20,000 off, you know, getting 10,000 views and, you know, you, you, you drive home in your Ferrari laughing. And, you know, the, oh, the idea no. behind this is to not, not dumb it down and tell people, no, that's, you know, big bad world, it's so hard, but to more explain about, you know, what people like you actually have to go through on a day-to-day and, you know, where you're coming from, where you're going to, and, and this is a real serious venture and there's more to it than than just, you know, making a couple of videos online. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Even at, I, even though I'm at 182,000 subscribers at the moment, it's still very hard. I mean, I'm not making the, you know, Lambo cash or anything like that. I'm just struggling. Like, I'm not, you know, someone down at the supermarket is probably making more money than me at the moment. It's not like it's, it's just there's passion. The passion's driving me. I love doing this job. I love tech. I love making videos on it. And it's funny because all the stuff you see on camera, that's the easy part doing all the works, the easy parts, filming the videos, editing the videos, getting them perfect, make sure the audio is balanced, make sure the footage looks good, make sure there's no bumps, make sure there's no mistakes. Uploading it takes ages on Australian internet too. Uh, just everything involved is just so time consuming. It is really time consuming to make good quality content. And I guess some people take that for granted and they just want, you know, they just demand and they don't know how much time goes into actually doing this gig. And I mean, I'd, I'd love to keep doing it and do pump out videos a lot faster, but I just can't if I want to maintain that quality that's expected of a channel of my size now. So it's kind of, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard gig. You know, it's not, nothing's ever easy. And especially if you're, I guess if you're down in Australia, you don't get favored by YouTube's algorithms. I know a few other Australian YouTubers who just, we're just slowly growing and we probably get a lot of our views from search, uh, from actually search and then people like the content they subscribe as opposed to um, YouTube pushing out, I guess a lot of the bigger tech channels uh, mm. got pushed out and recommendations. Uh, yep. So it's kind of, it's, it is hard, you know, it is hard, but you can't complain. You just got to keep on, keep on, keep on. You just keep doing, you keep doing your thing. And if you enjoy it, which I do, you just keep at it. So yeah, exactly. probably, doing like, probably doing like 14 hour days at the moment, every day, <laughs> just <laughs> oh, don't stop at the moment. So yeah, it is pretty hard, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. And I mean, you know, touching on that point and, and I guess, you know, what I, what I could get out of that is that, people listening to this for the first time for new subscribers it's obviously a more you know you, you could say a more real aspect to to the old brian b from tech yes city and, and they're used to seeing the kind of character to your content on the screen and we're not talking about you know you're not you're not a filthy frank wearing a, a pink man costume and going around <laughs> screaming at people like that that kind of facade it it is who you are but you know what yeah. i wanted to touch on and that some other people, you know, have asked me about before and, and need explained to them is is the importance of, you know, providing a character to your content, you know, providing, yeah. a, providing a face to the name and, you know, not just being, um, you know, tech reviewer number one, two, three, who says this is 1080, it has 11 gigabytes of RAM, you know, this kind of stuff. It's more about, hey guys, you know, this is what the, the product is and, you know, and this is why it, it should mean something to you and this is what I personally think about it, but, you know, not everything that I think personally is, is going to fly and but you know these are the examples that you can look at for yourself and providing a bit of that comedy you know we've seen your dad making an appearance in a in a video or two yeah. I think with like the the 460 or 570x case from from Corsair yeah. and things like that and and yeah I wanted to touch on that and what you think about about that kind of thing and you know obviously there's different horses with different courses very Aussie saying I guess and, and a few different yeah. channels and <laughs> some people really want that that face up content but that's not exactly mm. who you are you know I'd probably explain you know, I explain you to people more as like the Aussie bloke kind of YouTuber. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I agree 100% with that. You know, you've always got to be you. And that's why that's why the Tech City things kind of got to me now. I do want to change it back to Tech Yes City because that's what's just who I am. When I made that name, it was who I am. Being, you know, the larrikin on camera, you know, making mistakes here and there and being a bit clumsy, but also making content that people enjoy you know, trying new things, whether I fail or succeed, I'm trying new things and sort of bringing a new meta to the whole tech scene. Mm. Uh, like, you know, the use, the use PC scenes thriving now. People love that. You know, that was, uh, I was a big catalyst in that. If I you know, don't want to bloat myself, but I was a huge <laughs> catalyst with that. And, you know, it's great to see so many people have a passion for that now. Mm. And now I'm kind of focusing on used and new because the deals are kind of, especially the deals now in used parts, they're drying up. So I like to get a, you know, a lot of new parts and mix them in with the used parts because it makes things easier. Like you get a used graphics card, which is dime a dozen now. But when you talk about, you know, 
use DDR3, it's actually pretty hard to find. Used hard drive, it's actually pretty hard to find. Mm. Used case, you're going to get something that's probably got mayonnaise on it or, you know, barbecue <laughs> scraps on it. Like, okay, you know, that's not for everyone. So I've kind of been focusing hey, a bit on this. what's wrong with mayonnaise? <laughs> oh, mayo. Well, yeah, your nickname's Mayo. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, mate, nothing wrong with mayonnaise, but when it's old and filthy in a case, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, I can see not the mean. best thing. Um, I actually picked up this PC the other day. I've got to film it still. Uh, 50 bucks and i don't know what's been spilled on this thing man it looks like someone's just chucked a whole carton of milk on it like <laughs> it's it's bad like it's bad dude so there's some things that go on that's not for everyone so now i've kind of shifted this focus on used meets new that's sort of like a thing going on with the channel at the moment still people are liking it so definitely bring a different element to the channel uh, i do want to go on some witch hunting again where i just like go real in depth with some of those settings right like what setting makes a difference here? Does this, this, this setting affect FPS? Does this setting affect details and quality? I'm going to be doing a few witch hunts in the next month or two. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, you're just constantly enjoying what you do, really. I think that's the main part to YouTube. And yeah, the Larrikin side's just going to keep on coming. I mean, lately I've been having some, uh, I guess, battles with my professional versus do I keep the Larrikin up? And I've just said to myself, no, nah, you got to keep enjoying what you do. you got to not worry about what people, other people think. And if you worry about what other people think, then it's only going to be a waste of time. Yeah, so, exactly. And if you don't yeah. be who you are, then you're not going to show your passion in your videos, right? And that's what people love. Yeah, and I mean, so. touching on what other people think, and this is this is something that I'm going to be asking everyone who comes on the show, basically, because this is a big thing that that happens in Australia specifically, and um, you know, you find the cultural difference with you know, it's become quite obvious now that most tech. Most tech brands, you know, are managed out of their Taiwanese businesses or the US businesses. They're not Australian businesses, right? And one yeah. thing that we find a lot here with, you know, esports, with influencers, you know, content creators such as yourself or, or tech reviewers, both, you know, traditional and and online is, is the whole thing about selling out, right? And that's what we were chatting oh, yeah. about, the Larrikin thing. And, <laughs> and, you know, that's about, you know, you've just picked up a sponsorship with, with Corsair recently as well. And, and you know, you've yeah. announced that in um, in some of your videos and been quite clear cut about that kind of stuff and, and what's going on. You know, do you have a, a couple of, you know, a bit of two cents to throw in about what your experience is with that stuff? Because it's, you know, it's something that I find happens a lot more, maybe because we're based in Australia, but we find that happens a lot more in Australia than, say, even other Western nations like America and, and the UK, is that people are very hypersensitive about selling out. Yeah, it's um, it depends, like, what constitutes the word sellout, in your opinion, is if you are now controlled by the company that you're getting money from. Yeah. That's what, that's what in my definition, of a sellout is. Taking a sponsorship is a different thing. Now, I've tried like a few different Corsair products. I've loved every Corsair product that comes through. I wasn't a big fan of the 460X and I did point that out in my review. And as long as you're not being a, you know, you're not being censored on what you can say. So I can say, you know, I love the 570X. I thought that was an amazing case. I'm using it on my benchmark rig now, but you know, like I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of the 460X. So as long as you can say that and not, you know, for instance, you don't have the sponsor breathing down your neck like don't say that like you can't say that then that's when that's when you do start to become a sellout right that's when you do start to be a sell but i've i lie like i love corsair's products i believe in them same with asrock i love their motherboards absolutely love their motherboards if they came and offered me a sponsorship i'd probably take that too because i've had nothing but bliss with their products overall they're mm. great people to deal with same and with people, you guys of course people like yeah. the word shill right it's it's yeah. a reddit thing from what i can yeah. tell you know it's come out of there and and, you know, throwing in some of my experience in there working, I guess, on, I'd say sometimes all three sides of the fence as, you know, someone sponsoring or someone running contracts and stuff. You yeah. know, as, as long as you're as long as you're upfront about it, most people will be yeah. okay. You know, we I mentioned Rocket Jump Ninja before and some other stuff. And he yeah. had, remember he had an issue that he outlined on, on, um, on one of his YouTube videos in a comment as well as on his Twitter just talking about, you know, people selling out. And, and he's... You know, he runs his channel a little bit differently to you in the fact that you'd say maybe he's a bit more technical and, and you know, measuring your yeah. hand and lift off distance and stuff. But, you know, yeah. he said some, some very similar things and it's just not worth it for him to sell out. You know, most of his yeah. videos, he says he's been playing Quake for 18 years. So why would he suggest a product to someone that isn't, uh, you know, that isn't suitable to his needs? And, you know, people know I work at Corsair and he's always not always the biggest fan of course mice either so it's not like i'm yeah. being a, a, a shill on the other side i guess and only talking yeah. to someone i sponsor which is you know course it sponsors you and that kind of stuff but yeah. yeah do you think that maybe the sellout thing is is just do you think it's, it's the um, users being worried that that, that they're going to be told some 
you know, that their champion or the person they, they trust to get the news from is, is being paid from the top to tell them things that aren't quite true. Like, do you think it's it's founded? Because I guess, you know, what we're talking about right now is kind of like, oh, you can't call people a seller, that's dumb. But, you know, the reality is that, that some people are. So how do the users differentiate that? Do you think that, you know, being really obvious about your content and saying, hi, yes, this video is sponsored, say like what Linus does at the start, like a pre-roll? Yeah, as long as you're transparent about a lot of the things that you do, I mean, it's going to be fine. I mean, there are cases of YouTubers, especially in the gaming, like the actual video games, you know, the guys who do whatever video games. Let's X. Plays, Minecraft Let's yeah. Plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of like actual legit selling out going on there. That's, uh, I know that. There's been heaps of cases that have been actually backed up with, you know, empirical evidence. Like this guy found documents or whatever, like, and, you know, that's, it, I don't think it affects the tech scene that much. I mean, if it does, it quickly gets pointed out with like fake results or whatever. You know, so people are quick to switch on to that, whether they're actually, but I doubt any companies in that sense would directly pay someone like AMD wouldn't directly pay or Intel wouldn't directly pay someone to, uh, especially a YouTuber to fudge results. I doubt that would happen. I mean, mm. if Intel or AMD got caught doing that, the backlash for them would be so huge anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I think in the tech scene that the sellout thing isn't so much as opposed to maybe someone getting a lot of products for free and being super happy about it and then just giving a completely biased review i mean yeah mm. yeah which, whichever way you want to look at it but i mean all i can say from my point is that i don't do that i love giving my viewers just a straight up honest opinion like just here it is guys here's the product here's what's good about it this could use a little bit of work okay and it's this price yeah and i think know. coming from the other side too you know being employed to a company myself like corsair and, and sponsoring some channels if, if i got caught doing that internally i would not have a job anymore <laughs> so exactly right. you know there's yeah. the there's the pressure to and it's good pressure it's not bad pressure it's not like i've got them breathing down my neck or you know i didn't have that when i worked at thermal take or things like that too people breathing down my neck like is he you know wasting our money on people doing minecraft let's plays telling stuff and you know nothing against <laughs> minecraft let's plays yeah, yeah. that's just the the meme no, right now to make fun of you know talk about yeah. minecraft let's plays because they're the first guys that really made it big but you know, it's, it's not going to happen on, on either side and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, and, you know, touching on some of that, and I was talking about, um, I was talking about, you know, different types of media before. And, you know, I, I used to do a bit of writing for Tweaktown, a, uh, you know, US kind of centric company who's, who's uh, a lot of their writers are based out of Australia, say Anthony Greffa, who does a lot of their video card stuff, for example. And, and yep. Cam Wilmot, the, the man behind the steering wheel or, or the gears or whatever you'd want to describe it as. But, you know, how do you find, personally the, the main difference between quote-unquote traditional media and the new media of youtube youtube techies and, I, and i'm the, one of the reasons I'm really asking this to see how you know it might differ on your side compared to some of my experience before because i haven't been a tech youtuber i've done a little bit of tech writing and dabbled and and you know given out pr samples to to tech people and stuff but you know do you reckon you have kind of a summary in your head ready to go for something like that okay yeah okay well youtube gets a bad name because there's a lot of like just complete uh you know really small channels that suddenly get boosted on the algorithm and so their results are completely fake or whatever and so that i guess that gives the whole of youtube a bad name in ways and so as a website right if if a, if there's a website that's getting 10 views a, a month or whatever it's just a complete no one's heard about this website and they're posting fake reviews fake, fake reviews no one's gonna hear about them no one's gonna push that website so that so you can see like websites don't really get a bad name i guess traditional media doesn't mm. get a bad name because there's no there's no i guess there's no no name or no people who have no credibility getting pushed as yeah, opposed right. to youtube there can be that happening that, that you can see that when sometimes <clears throat> these people with like zero subscribers get a video with like a hundred thousand views and you're like okay what what's going on here and then they're pushing out fake results or there's inaccurate results and people on forums just laugh at that so there's there is a bit of that going with youtube but as, as, as opposed to the big youtubers on uh, big youtubers on youtube like I, I look at their results we cross-reference results with each other like for instance me and steve from hardware unbox are always cross-referencing results because we've got two different systems or just want to test the same system to make sure our results are right and we're not scratching our heads mm. uh yeah we do that with a lot of other youtubers sort of just like and it all checks out like a lot of the big guys that i cross-reference with it all checks out you know so there's really um i guess in the big youtube scene there really is people want to continue that long-term relationship and i guess at the end of the day it's that short-term versus long-term and even for businesses they have to take the long-term approach if they want to be in the game for a long time uh yeah there's a lot of companies that just do the short-term 
sellout and that damages your credibility it damages who you are as a tech reviewer yeah or and whatever whatever company you're in do you find that being with the, with the youtube kind of hurts legitimacy you know you were chatting before about business cards right and if if someone approaches you or or say even approaches me in a sponsor aspect at a uh, you know at an event and and this is something that that must be learned because you're not born with this but if they don't have a business card or they don't have a website usually that impacts negatively on you know their ability to be business and it, and in the end, business cards mean nothing. You know, when I was self-employed, it cost me fifty bucks to get a packet of three billion of them from Vistaprint, and um, you know, I, yeah. I paid a mate forty bucks to to do the design that he did in a day, and and I got that printed, and I had them within a week. So in reality, they don't really mean much. You know, you can buy a template off, uh, you know, off off Theme Forest and make up your own website in two seconds and things like that. But you know, do you find that the negative connotations of YouTube follow you around when you're trying to talk to some of these people as well? And do you think other YouTubers get the same? They do, yeah. They're, I mean, you're going to have haters, I guess. Then it's going to be more noticeable on YouTube uh, as opposed, you know. And YouTube does have the good option of hiding the user, essentially banning the user from your channel, which is great. I wish, I hope they don't ever take that option away. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you, you've got to deal with hate, I guess, on a constant basis if you look at it that way. Uh, you know, you get if you're a YouTuber, you automatically get discredited too. I guess that's something that goes on around there. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's more day, what I'm touching on. Yeah. Yeah, you just, I mean, at the end of the day, you just keep on doing what you're doing. I mean, the audience has an open mind. Like, the majority of my subscribers are 25 to 34 years old. In other words, they're ma ma mature, right? They can, a lot of them are mature. It's not to say a lot more young people are mature, but there are a lot of younger people who are mature. I guess they're subscribed too. But at the end of the day, the majority of my audience is that 25 to 34 bracket. And, I, you know, they've got an open mind. They can think for themselves. They can see the numbers. They can match it up with their own computer, do their own testing, and say, this, mate, this works out. Mm. There's, no, there's no BS going on here. I trust this guy. Bang. You've just got yourself someone who knows that you're not talking BS. They trust you. They subscribe to you. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, you just keep doing what you're doing. And if you're doing the honest thing, people are going to see that. And they're going to, you know, over time, they're going to trust you. And they're going to gain credibility towards you. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. It's yeah. always going to be ups and downs. But that just, that just happens. <laughs> of course. Of course, <laughs> that always happens. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, we chatted before as well about some of the various issues and, and that, uh, you know, making YouTube videos on YouTube isn't just about publishing the video, walking away and, and you're done until you just decide to do the next one. That, you know, it, it might be true for some industries because, you know, other industries besides tech, there's, you know, it's the business side of things, there's high profit margins and, and you're likely to get boosted up in the YouTube algorithm. And, you know, I mean, taking... Um, Taking makeup, for example, you know, my girlfriend is a big fan of beauty YouTubers and learns a lot off them and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, they're much more favored by the YouTube algorithm and that kind of stuff. So what I want to I want to learn a little bit about it and kind of, you know, show off to the viewers a little bit about some of the, I guess, how in technical terms, how you diversify your portfolio, right? And the idea behind this is it's it's not just YouTube views. You know, you're relying on, on different things. You're relying on company contacts. Are you, are you relying on, you know, selling tech Yes City shirts? And, and you know, how do you plan <laughs> out for that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah, that's, that's something I'm still working on, man. Um, especially the business relations. That's a good one. I mean, you just got to be nice and get along with people at the companies. Be honest up front with them. I mean, I'm always up front with the... Uh, for instance, Creative, for instance, they sent me a webcam and it just, it, it was having problems. And I told them like, look guys, you can't release this. It's, it's having these problems. I showed them a video unlisted and they didn't release the product to market, which was really good. So, you know, that, that's kind of like the relationships you develop. And ever since that, they've been really grateful, you know, because they know if they released that product, they would have had just huge amount of arm. It would have just cost them a brand reputation, this and that. So you just deal with companies and it's, you know, you get along with them and you just be honest with them. They'd be honest with you. Uh, and that's sort of like the relationships you've established. And I don't know, I love, I love just working with people now. Like I'm actually building up in the last six months more contacts than I've ever built up in this industry. And that's because you just get along with the person at the company as well. Like how you get a bit more personal, I guess. More, I guess that's how I am. I'm more of a personal guy. Mm. And so I like to get along with whoever I'm working with on a personal level. Like, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It's just, I guess it's that integrity thing. And so each to their own. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are different at the, maybe in the bigger game or whatever, but that's just how I am. And I like to be a people's person and uh, just, mm. it's really good getting into the whole, you know, uh, but in terms of diversifying the business and shirts and stuff, man, I'm, I'm pretty hopeless with that. To be honest, I've just launched the website. We just launched the website. It's going really well. Uh, I've got to get some new shirt designs, makeup. I want to make it a bang sort of thing on the channel where, you know, I can actually 
make people want to purchase a shirt that looks good. So that's something I'm working on. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, and, so. and you know, there's, there's always that issue of, of begging for money from your subs compared to actually providing, you know, some legitimate content. And, and this is, yeah. you know, going off on a tangent, I have a friend who owns a, a meme Facebook page with hundreds of thousands of likes. And he came to me once and said, you know, me and the other admins want to make some money and stuff, but we have no idea. You know, we're thinking about selling shirts, and it's like, well, does someone really want to wear a shirt with Rage Face on it in public, or with like a picture of Harambe and stuff? Like, as funny as it is, and how much you share, <laughs> you know, you you want to add some some stuff, right? You know, Patreon's a great tool, but if you're not yeah. using it for a proper benefit, you, you know, you come across as as um, you know, you come across as more that begging for money thing. And, and it makes sense that yeah. you want to make money out of this because we're talking mm. about the amount of time and you were talking about the amount of time that it takes to do this kind of stuff. And, you know, the importance of turning off ad block, everyone talks about that. And, and you know, a lot of websites, traditional tech, like, um, you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, you know, they're putting on ad block blockers and, and things like that, which mm. is, you know, one way to combat it and, and to make some extra revenue streams. And, you know, there's sponsorships that we've chatted about and stuff too, but, you know that's a, that's a big thing from my end as, as a consumer as well as a sponsor that you know it's 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 hard for you guys to do that kind of stuff in the fact that you need this amount of time and and you need the amount of time to to make videos that people like but you, you need to be able to pay your rent as well it's it's really a full exactly, time it's a, it's an all-in thing exactly. right you, you're not just doing yep. this after after you know your year nine classes when you go home you you've got yourself thousands of dollars worth of microphones and and cameras mm-hmm. and lenses and you know you're dealing with multi-million dollar companies that are sending you products but you know you've got that that lack of support and you know you could say professionalism but it's not really it's that lack of professional support due to you mm-hmm. not being a large business with the corporate structure you know it's just yeah you. and you know when i was reviewing products myself at Tweaktown lovely company with lots of support and and you know always pay their staff on time and competitively which is which is brilliant to them because they're working with lots of freelancers and and people all around but you know you still look at at a company like that compared to say next media in australia have offices and you know all of the products they're coming to a house you know you have to be there to sign for them right you think about that very base logistic thing where are you going to put the products are they going to get stolen are you putting them in a shed that doesn't have a lock at the back and and you've (laughs) got you know say you know right now you know whoever's listening to this i've I've probably got 15 grand worth of tech at my house you know and i've had to install extra locks and stuff because i'm worried that people are going to break in but you know you don't necessarily have those assurances as as a single youtuber you know running a tech channel but you're expected to do the same amount of content and it's not bad to be expected to do good content is it it's it's just that that income stream and that professional support do you find that is that something you've ever thought about before am, am i just thinking way too much about stuff or no you touch on everyday issues man like that's everyday issues that again like people i guess the viewer the average viewer just wouldn't maybe even think about it. you know it's it is a hard gig it's not an easy gig at the end of the day i just keep doing it because i love it you know i love working with hardware i guess i always have since i was 14 years old um in terms of yeah getting you know oh man it's ripe in australia people break b and e's you know in australia geez Mm. and i mean um, it's you know it's testament and we've we've talked so much about what's hard right so so let's uh let's line it up a little bit (laughs) but um you know i guess the the reason that we're saying this to to anybody listening is is the fact that you know there's there's some real issues that are faced here but it's you know it's you and I aren't, aren't the senseis. We're not, we're not Gandhis. We haven't been around and done everything, but you know, we've, we've learned a lot and we've, we've had thousands of hours of trial and error and, you know, losing small, medium, large stakes of money and moving houses and signing uh, contracts yeah, and all this kind of stuff. And we've really had to learn by the, by the seat of our pants and, and, you know, ask people for info. And, you know, that's why we're having these kind of chats. So hopefully someone out there who's thinking, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. Like, don't think that, you know, we're trying to talk down and be like, oh, it's so hard, you can't start, you know, there's no way. There's, the re- <laughs> you know, there's hundreds of smaller YouTube channels out there for a reason that make varying degrees of, you know, okay to, to bloody awesome content. But we're just trying to share some of this stuff about, you know, this is some stuff that we've gone through that, that maybe you should keep in mind. And, you know, most of these stuff, they're all overcomable, right? I mean, you know, you, okay, well, you can, you can get just, past them all. Yeah. And, and we're not talking about... You know, you don't have $3 million of investors behind you. At least I don't think no. you do. <laughs> and, you know, you, you can start from nothing, which is great about this industry because how many, you know, how many other industries can you start from nothing? Can you just be like, oh, I'm going to go sell cars. I'm going to start by selling my brother's car. You can't do that. Yeah. But you can say, hey, I'm going to start making YouTube videos. 
I've got an iPhone 7, 6, whatever that can shoot in 4K. I'm going to go buy a $30 tripod off eBay, a $20 camera, I mean, a $20 microphone, and you can actually make some decent B-roll just with that. And you can upload a video. You can get your first 100, first 1,000 subscribers and go from there. That's true, yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way, especially in YouTube. Um, My advice to new YouTubers would be to get uh, make a make a burn channel where you just practice. You just really get your practice eye. And then look at it from a third-person perspective. Don't give your videos bias because it's just you making the videos. And that's when I started to grow. When I looked at my videos and said, all right, that sucks. I got to change that. I got to change that. That was cringy. Cut that out. That's when I started growing. Like when I really started looking at my channel from more of a third-person perspective. So if you want to get into the game of YouTube, my advice would be to make a burn channel, get some practice, and then hit it hard from the very first video. It's actually interesting. There's another YouTuber I know, another YouTuber in tech called uh, Aussie Talks Hardware, I believe. He's got a great channel. I love the guy. Awesome. He actually redid his channel. Like he actually had an old channel where he did a heap of videos and then he restarted, rebooted the whole channel. And he's been doing really well since he did that, like extremely yeah. well. So yeah, there's, that's an example. My recommendation for people uh, getting into it would be to start a burn channel, just do some practice, get the video looking right, get it looking, and essentially just copy the bigger channels. You mm. know what I mean? Copy how they do things, just a copy paste, and then put yourself into that video. Yeah, and, and it, make and it your and then make it to you. You know, and it, and it doesn't hurt to to follow someone else's structure. You know, talking about plagiarism and stuff, it's it's a bit different in YouTube than it is compared to. You know, than it is compared to, say, writing. Because, you know, not to dumb it yeah. down too much, but a lot of YouTube reviews are set out the same. You know, is there, yeah. all right, here's an intro, bit of B-roll. Here's the specs with a bit of B-roll. Here's a picture of the box and what it looks like. Here it is out of the box, a bit of B-roll. You know, it's it's a very structured process, and that's good and not dumb. That's good because you have something to follow, right? And you shouldn't be worried about, you know, following a bit of, a bit of what some other people have done. And, you know, touching on that, um, you know, I've, I've got a dot point here is, is where to begin when looking at filming and microphones for newbies. You know, I mentioned that you can do some stuff with just a, a phone and I've, you know, I've done some live streaming and events and things before with, with the Galaxy, you know, S7 Edge hanging off a, a $3 Taiwan tech store, um, you know, holder and a $20 JB Hi-Fi uh, <laughs> <laughs> tripod and things like that. Yeah. You know, you, you can get away with some of that stuff. But, you know, what would you suggest coming from the side of, you know, someone who's tried a few different cameras and microphones and oh, things? Oh, where do we begin? Yeah, it depends on your budget. depends how serious you are about it. But I would suggest, yeah, starting if your phone's got a really good camera, definitely start there with a cheap bang-up tripod to hold it still. I uh, get a cheap uh, lav mic that plugs into a smartphone. There's plenty of them out there. Say a good one around 20 bucks. And then just start recording from there. Because I tell you what, the ADCs or the um, audio digital converters in the phones are actually really damn good. So that's a good starting point for beginners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to step things up, get a DSLR and some lens. I think the Yongnuo off eBay, like $50 lens. Get that with a Canon body. Such a cheap combo. You'll get some gorgeous b-roll out of that thing for what it, what its price range is uh, of course you can step it up again with plugging a lav mic into that and at the moment i'm just using my two i got my sony 4k for vlogging my uh, panasonic g7 with two different lens that i use on a sony tripod i've got another tripod coming in very soon so that's sort of like my step up the next step up i did do uh, or if i did if i was to do one would be like a 4k full frame sensor which i'm actually still in the market to look at what a good one is like the sony have one but the problem is it doesn't have a flip out screen really don't like that like i love getting feedback while you're recording right so really didn't like how the sony 4k camera didn't have the uh flip out screen but Hmm. yeah just just what you're spending i guess and there's always you can go on like my forum even if you've got questions about what gear you want to get and what your budget is just drop a uh you know techcity.tv slash forum sorry to plug myself but you know there's places (laughs) that you can go to ask questions yeah and we'll give you guys answers to whatever budget you have so always welcome to help you know yeah, for sure. You know, and I mean, touching on that point as well is, you know, it's probably my favorite thing to say this podcast, touching on that point. I sound like yeah. some kind of bad news journalist, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. talking about that stuff and, and um, you know, it's kind of a two-pronged question. What do you find the support is for Aussie YouTubers within a community compared to, say, you know, the US and stuff? Do you think that people like Linus and Jay's Two Cents are sitting down, having beers together, chatting about what content or thinking about doing podcasts or podcasts together? And, you know, how do you find the difference in in Australia compared to those other guys? And, and, you know, say if someone wants to come, 
And I, the second part of that question is, say, if someone does want to come, you know, is there any kind of coaching academy or support options for these kind of guys? Like coaching and you doing YouTube videos? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even know where to begin, man. I've just, I've taught myself everything, like everything from start to scratch. Like you just teach yourself. And I guess you, yeah, you are your best teacher. I guess that rings true with anything. It, you know, this is the thing with microphones, right? Let's give an example with microphones. Every microphone sounds different. Different branded microphones with different capsules. They all have their different characteristics. Now, which one's the best? It's the one that sounds best with your voice. So you can see, like, that's what it comes down to. You know, someone will say the uh, Sennheiser microphone will sound better than the Audio Technica, and then someone will say the Audio Technica sounds better than the Sennheiser. But what it really comes to is it sounds better in their opinion for their voice. So again, with that, do whatever you think is good. Like if you've got a camera and you think that B-roll is awesome, like try to be objective about it. But if you've got a camera and you've got a microphone and you just think it sounds awesome, then it probably is awesome if you're looking at it from an objective point of view. Use your ears, use your eyes and trust yourself. And that from going forward, like I learned that early in the game, I was like, this person has their opinion and I kind of disagree with it. So I'm going to make my video and do this, do this thing this way. And, you know, a lot of people respected that. And they said, wow, that was my first video. You know, the Razor Abyssus review or something. Like, mm. that's that's how I got into YouTube. I was looking up all, I couldn't find like a proper review. I just saw all these overviews where just people were fanboying this mouse. And I got that and the G3, which was unpopular. Yeah. And I just loved the G3 over the Razor Abyssus. And I was a bit of a Razor fanboy too. And I just loved the G3 that much more. Yeah, and so I made a review on that, you know, and then a lot of people liked that. They're like, "Yeah, this guy's got a point." So yeah. it was really cool, you know. Even though I filmed that on a complete potato, and back you could get away with that back in two thousand, <laughs> you know, whatever. Two thousand whatever. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's just how it began, I guess. So ever since then, it's just yeah, you know, I don't know. Just yeah. Yeah. So fun, fun journey. So you you mentioned unboxings, right? And there's yeah. a difference between an unboxing and a review, and this is. You know, this is something that I've come across a lot with people that don't know a lot about YouTube and, and haven't listened to the big podcast or, you know, chatted to people such as us or, or been able to do a lot of market research or even know where to begin to do a lot of market research is, is unboxings, right? Everybody, yeah. you know, most YouTubers seem to love posting unboxings, but no one necessarily likes to watch them. And the companies that are sponsoring don't like to give out products and and will often honestly look down on channels who focus purely on unboxings if they're promising to be a tech channel what do you find about unboxings compared to others because everybody has a different opinion it's like the hidden not the hidden agenda and i can't even think of what the word would be for that but it's like the real you know it's one of those hidden easter eggs within within tech and youtubing is is the the thing of unboxings you can ask anyone what do you think about unboxings and they'll talk to you over seven beers for four and a half hours about it yeah um my my thing on unbox i just don't watch unboxings it's like you're getting no real value added except seeing what's in the box which i'm pretty sure the website will tell you that in one page so that's kind of like that's for me unboxings aren't really a big thing it depends on who you are and you know, some people love watching that person just take stuff out of a box and show the product. I mean, some people love that. So it's each to their own, I guess. Um, yeah, I tell you now, if I could, if I could get away with doing every video on unboxing, I would. You know, geez, it's just taking one hour to film, one hour to edit. Ugh, tech tech unboxing world. city. You've heard yeah. it here first, ladies tech and gentlemen. Unboxing. Yeah, <laughs> on the big podcast. <laughs> My name is Chris and Smith. That's it for today. See you later. We're done. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. pretty much yeah like that's it hey guys welcome to the podcast i'll right, see you later that's i, I mean i don't know so yeah that's sort of like with me the unboxing thing i've i've done i guess if i've really been excited about a product i've just got it in and i want to show people more of an overview overviews are pretty good like if you're just showing people what it's actually got and going into detail and what it's actually got and how that could benefit them mm. and uh, i mean that's kind of you know, detailed overviews are pretty cool you know and and this is probably a talking point for us as well is that you know print media these days gets gets a bad rap quite often um especially when they cross post their print stuff to online and you know some some of it might be justified and, and some of it isn't so much in the fact that people don't necessarily understand the limitations but one thing that i actually quite like that next media does across pc powerplay and pc tech authority who are both print and and like predominantly print but also online is the one minute reviews and i actually quite like them and that's something that a modder um corey i'm face roll modding has done as well he's done one minute reviews of products which is literally 59 seconds you know after the 
after the little bit of an intro, 59 seconds of a quick overview on the product. And, you know, it really just teaches people, this is what the product, this is what you should care about. Uh, here's my quick thoughts, the end. And, you know, then you post a full review after that. What do you, what do you think yeah. about that idea? I just think it's in ways, I know some people will love it. I know I'd love a one minute review too. Um, it's just YouTube hates it. That's the thing, right? YouTube's algorithm hates one minute videos. They're going to go nowhere ever. Like that's the sad thing about the one minute uh, reviews. If it's a one minute, you know, kangaroo punching a guy or something, yeah, that'll blow up. But <laughs> it, you know, but no, but in terms of one minute reviews, it's just YouTube really hates that. Yeah. and they won't push those videos so for me i i would rarely ever do a one minute video it's just it's it's like you know just put that extra time into the actual review like the full review uh and, and as much as i love it i love one minute reviews it's just me doing the, me being a youtuber and doing youtube videos i just know it would be a waste of time for my channel you know and growing my little baby so, yeah and it's about finding that balance right it's yeah. you know I, I guess you've got that interesting thing and and pretty much anyone in the world has this no matter what industry you work in but people mightn't mightn't have it in the forefront of their mind that you know as a tech YouTuber you have this interesting thing of battling this beast of of your subscribers of um getting new subscribers of the companies that are giving you the products and of YouTube as well and you're trying to balance these four plus things at once and and you know while injecting your your personal love in there and um you yeah. know creating a name for yourself and that stuff do you find that's a you know, do you, do you find that and and planning out what videos you're going to do and, and things kind of a daunting process? Or do you find that, that it's really just part of the gig and it's something that you streamline? It's like, it's like riding a bike. Uh, it depends, man. Like, for some reason, it depends on who you are. Me, I'm just a one, I'm just a straight shooter, one thing at a time. Like, I make a list and if I do that and I have one video i got to do it at a time, I just, I do really well. But, like, for instance, now I've got so much on my plate and it actually slows me down. Like, if I've got to do this video, this video, this video all at the same time, it just slows me down. It's it's so yeah. Mm. Oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> get, it is it is it is a daunting challenge. You're getting it nervous thinking daunting. about it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I've been there too. You know, being the audio editor for Tweak Town, I think. Um, you know, when in, yeah. when I put in my notice that I was that I was heading over to the dark side to a company, I think I had 23 yeah. reviews to complete in one month, and these were written. Oh. So you can kind of smash them out, but you still have that testing process. And, and as written, you had that issue of the language has to be right because people on the internet yeah. hate things that are spelled wrong. And, you know, God forbid if you forget, like you run, you type the wrong your or, or you put an extra A in a word or something like that. So, you know, you've, you've got that issue of, of trying to do that. And, and taking on too much is something that I think everyone's yeah. done. Uh, you know, most yeah. of the YouTubers I talk to have, have said, you know, I can't, I really want to review this product because it's amazing, but I just can't. I, I have, you know, 400 USB charges that i've accepted for some reason i don't know but i don't want to burn these contacts and i have to get them out and i don't know how i'm going to do it i'm going to this is what you know the thousand degree hot knife going through (laughs) one (laughs) thousand charges i don't know (laughs) thousand that's your review here guys how does a thousand degree hot butter knife go through this graphics card yeah will it blend you know will will it blend exactly (laughs) yeah so so you know going back to uh to what we've said what's what's the end goal here is there an end goal is there an end to youtube will youtube ever end it's it's a, for me it's a goal to grow it to a stage where i've got like a three or four man gang and we're doing videos as a team like my dad's always told me he works best in a three or four man gang and um i'm the same yeah. i've all my all my friends who have successful businesses it's funny they all work really well in a small three four man gang where they can trust everyone and that's kind of like my end goal is to probably get someone on board, help make videos and content, then get someone else on board and then see where we go. See if we keep growing, see if people love the new content, see if it gets pushed out faster. Seeing, you know, just mm. that's that's the end goal for me. It's just having this successful little three or four man gang. Yep. And we're just pumping out content that's just really good. Yeah. Know, and, and people love it. So. And providing some uh, providing some back end to that, you know, Linus travels with a four man gang, or at least he did when he came to, to Computex last year when I was, you know, chatting with him a little bit and, and watching him do some stuff on the booth and, and things like that too. And I'd 100% agree. And, you know, talking yeah. about Taiwan and stuff, there's. You know, there's there's um some some travel possibly coming up for you, and, and it's unannounced, yeah. and and you know it might yeah. be announced for a little bit and that stuff. But how do you, you know, how do you how do you manage that relationship with trying to travel? Because it's obvious that all content creators, when you're on a plane, you're not making videos. So how do you yeah. how do you offset that? Oh, you have to schedule. Yeah, you have to work your you know you have to work your ass off and do all nighters before that. Schedule out a few videos. 
Uh, and so, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's a tough gig at the end of the day because you've got to learn to balance your whole channel out where you're releasing a video at least every three days or, you know what I mean? So it is a, it is a hard process and it's one you just got to get your head around. And, you know, lately I've got stuck into the benchmarking, which probably my, like, it's, it's a strong and weak point, strong point in that I know exactly what I'm doing. I can benchmark everything in like a, you know, half a day or a day. Mm -hmm. But the problem for me with benchmarking is, for example, I've got to put all these numbers in graphs make the graphs make sure they're fine make sure the numbers aren't incorrect drop them in a video like it just takes so long just the actual process of putting the numbers into data and uh so there's getting you stressed again yeah you get stressed stressed. again so (laughs) it's just it's funny is it's just a cycle where like every time i seem to be just getting on that smooth flow where i actually work the fastest when i'm on that smooth flow I then get sent like a ton of products like review this brand review this brand review that it's like from five different angles like oh crap you know yeah yeah. Um, and I just got asked from Galax to review a GTX 1070. It's like, oh, well, of course I want to take it on. I'm a smaller channel. Like, I'd love to take that on and establish a great relationship. But where do I get the time to fit in this 1070 review? Like, where? Mm. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't help when that, uh, when, when that asshole Chris is throwing all his products at you to review. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're getting through that. We're going to get the DDR4 RGB memory review done pretty soon. Yes. I've just got to get this 1080 Ti review done ASAP, and then that's next on the list. Like, I've actually got to get it done tonight, hopefully. Yeah. So the DDR4 memory is coming very soon. Yeah, the RGB stuff. It looks gorgeous, though, I must say. It looks really good. It adds that extra flavor to your, to your build, that's for sure. And... You know, and and like what you were saying, that's really business these days, isn't it? You know, I've been telling people, you know, everyone's everyone's common reply these days is how I are good, but but quite busy. But it's 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 a serious thing when you're trying to grow this kind of stuff. You know, I'm the only employee for Corsair in Australia. Like like I, I am the only employee. So you know, we we have sales that are handled by very very good sales team. And that's not just me talking up the company. Like they're, they're brilliant, and that's part of the reason why I work here because because the support is so good. But you know, it's the same as what I was saying for you before. If if I want to, if I want some products to come in for an event, I have to be here to accept them from a courier. Otherwise, a courier came to me once, right? Here's a good story. A courier came to me once and they left stuff in the recycling bin. And then a wow. courier came the next day and they were like, oh, did you, did you know, um, did you get that missed card from a courier that came yesterday? I was like, no. Nah. And he's like, oh, he left the stuff in the recycling bin. And it was the day before bin day as well. Oh. I was like, what the, <laughs> it was, wow. it, it was about 600 bucks worth of RAM and SSDs sitting in the recycling bin. So, Jesus, you know, that's, that's the, uh, the small town struggles of Australia that you get, but it's all part of business these days. Right. So yeah, I've got <laughs> yeah. a story on that. I do have a story on that. The, the, uh, yeah. I think it was the FedEx guys. He's just like, he's, I think it was no, UPS, one of the two, but he's like, he comes up to the door and he's like, Oh, can I start leaving your stuff at the door? I'm like, no way, man. Just knock. Like you got to knock because you leave something at the front door in Australia, man. It'll be gone in two hours. Someone, <laughs> yeah. you know, someone driving past. Oh, what's that? That's a box. Ding, gone. So like, yeah, like I don't know. Like, I want to sign for stuff. If not, I want to go pick it up from the depot to make sure it's fine. You know, make sure I get my hands on it guaranteed. So hmm. yeah, yeah, it's funny that yeah. So yeah, good old little things. Man. Good old right. mates, Oz Post and Pack and Sam. They my name quite yeah. well now after <laughs> after sending around the Bulldog 2.0 that that you reviewed in that gigantic oh. Pelican case. They uh, Jeez, they know me quite well. Is. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> thank the banks for for uh, credit card points. They've done something definitely wrong today. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was huge, dude. That thing was. You could, I think you could fit a human being in that thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we chat we chat a lot about, um, you know, looking at other YouTubers and comparing your content and comparing your stats and things like that. If you were to suggest to me a couple of YouTube channels for people to go to for various different reasons to check out, and this is very much putting you on the spot here, if, if you okay. were to categorize a couple of different YouTube channels, let's say let's say maybe two local and one international for different reasons, what would they okay. what would they be and who would they go to? So you know we talked about you being kind of the lar- the Larrikin Aussie guy who focuses a lot on old versus new content. Um, yeah. You know if you were to suggest to me two locals and one international YouTuber for you know what the flavor of the channel is, who would they be? Well, I could suggest a few locals. I mean, there's guys I've been lurking in, like, of course, Hardware Unbox Steve. He comes first to mind. He's like the Ferrari of benchmarking. You know what I mean? That guy is a machine. And I know this because I see how he, he showed me his Excel spreadsheets. He shows me how he does things. Like, when it comes to benchmarking products, that guy is just on point. I've never seen someone that good. He's got, like, three different rigs set up for benchmarking, or at least two that I know of. But he just changes the cards, bang, 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 like a machine, just dropping these uh, results into, you know, 
uh, numbers that change up and then put it into the graph. Like he's got his whole process is automated for getting the benchmarks out, mm. and you just see you can just see that he's so good at benchmarking by the amount of benchmarks he does and how he presents them. This guy is the benchmarking king. So whenever I need benchmarks, I go to Steve from Hardware and Box. If I haven't re reviewed the product myself, or if I have, if I need to cross-reference benchmarks, he's the guy I go to, man. And I'm you know really good friends with him behind the scenes. Well, guy's awesome to deal with. Like I love him behind the scenes. Great guy. Uh, you got Kev from Kev Tech Showdown. He's he's on my uh, weekly podcast, uh, Tech Lounge. He's a great guy. He approached me after we broke up T Tech Gaming Weekly, and he just said, you know, like, do you need a new co-host? I'm like, yeah, brother. Like, you know, because he's in the same time zone as well. It's like it worked out great. So mm. we've had a few ups and downs with audio over the time, but uh, you know, once I get new Australian internet, the NBN stuff, once I get on that, <laughs> that should all be fixed out, fixed up, hopefully. So I mean, not copper. Uh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's bad, man. But um, we've got uh, then you've got like I've been watching behind the scenes. Singularity Computers, uh, absolutely amazing at doing custom builds. Uh, then you've got Green Hand Gaming, who makes nostalgic awesome videos so there are a lot of guys in the scene you've got rocket jump ninja who does the peripheral reviews who are exceptional at them mm. so there's you know they're the local guys that i do like and stumble upon their channels sometimes when i've got a bit of free time i know i don't get a lot of free time to watch these videos you know so I'm making my own videos but uh international we're talking i do i do visit jay's two cents a lot i like his um he's just it's he, he just lays it out in layman terms all the times his mm. thing you know what's this like for the end user i yeah. really do I he's like the uh he's he's the american brian taxi i'd say oh maybe not he's he's much more professional i'd say <laughs> <laughs> he uh yeah he's uh he's, he's much more professional he's very professional jay i'd say uh like i you know i slip up i i curse here and there sometimes or you know not actually if i do beep out cursing if i want to put it on the channel but uh yeah, like I do some things that are very unorthodox, I guess. I guess Jay's very orthodox mm. in some of the things he does. I'm very unorthodox. And so, yeah, he'd be the more professional in that regard. So, but he's a great guy. Um, I've watched a lot of his content for a long time. And so, yeah, that's probably one international tech tuber that I do watch a lot of. And I do see he's gone through a lot of struggles as being a YouTuber, you know, but it's all mm -hmm. paid off because he'll be like a million subs soon. So, yeah, there are you know there are some big YouTubers I follow. Uh, Paul Hart, Paul's Hardware as well. Really love his content. Really a big fan of his content too. So, mm. yeah, exactly. And and you know you you're you're chatting just about the the problems with being a YouTuber, and we've talked about that a bit. And you know I wanted to to quickly chat about as well the the difference between the big ones and and all of the people that are kind of sitting in the middle ground and and the bottom twenty five percent is is something yeah. that. You know, a lot of companies and, and a lot of people, even myself, I don't think about it a lot necessarily. But there is a lot of people who are sitting out there with between ten to to five thousand YouTube subscribers that are struggling to to you know make it a bit bigger. It's not that everyone who signs up a beauty vlogger channel will be ShanXO and have one point five million subs and be flown across the world and and have a Porsche and that kind of stuff. You know, it's not like that. You know, and people will sometimes rag on Linus for for being a sellout and and you know having lots of subscribers subscribers and charging you know charging advertising fees to do stuff but mm. you know and while that's what while you know we think that's wrong that that you should you know it's i guess maybe it's that tall poppy syndrome in australia that you know if, if the guy's making money that's great that's that's the goal of a business right but you know is there any advice that you give to these guys who are kind of stuck in in the middle and the bottom ground and thinking about giving up because you know we chatted a bit about some of your struggles before and and most tech youtubers i've talked to have had all these similar struggles thinking about giving up before they can really push through to that you know that 50k subscriber limit i guess would be that would be when companies really start taking note yeah 50k is definitely a milestone 100k is obviously a really good milestone but there is that um there is that 10k struggle yeah it's definitely there for me i didn't really notice it much because when i was at 10k i was just doing it as, you know it was just to just to help people out i just did videos what people requested they want to see an overlogging tutorial i just did an overlogging tutorial they want to see this i just did that <laughs> it was mainly just based off reaction and i just loved doing it it was just a bit of fun of course i got paid from adsense for doing it that time uh but it the critical point for me was when i went to america in 2000 end of 2015 just for a holiday stayed at a friend's house uh, in california and uh she was um she just told me you know like we talked about youtube a lot and she just told me like look what do you want to do like do you want to do youtube do you not want to do youtube i think it was like 40k subscribers at the time and i just said you know she just said look why don't you give it your all give it your all brian 
And then if you're not happy at the end of that, because I was talking about giving up at that stage, it was like 40K, I'm like, okay, well, this is starting to get big, but people want me to put a lot more time into it. And I don't know if it's worth my time. Like I just, I was really struggled. She's like, why don't you just give this your all? Be you, make what you want to make on this channel. And that's when I started doing the used PCs. It really interested me. I was like, okay, can I get a bank, two, couple of three, three banged up PCs and actually make a PC build out of this? And I had a lot of fun doing it. And then people just loved it. And then from there, I just started pouring my passion into that because I loved doing that. And it just started growing like heaps. They're really, started... they're really racking in the views, aren't they? You know, these yeah, second-hand just... ones. And, and that even surprised me. You know, I've been around for yeah. a little bit and, and work with a lot of channels and stuff. And I was like, damn. And, you know, you, you forget as someone who works for a company such as myself what you would have liked 10 years ago. You, you know, when... You know, 10 years ago when I was in high school working at KFC, I would have loved that video, you know? Yeah. So, well, it was, just, it was a bit of like me just sort of giving it my all now instead of doing it as a little side thing. I was just like, okay, do I want to keep doing this or do I not want to keep doing this? And it happened at 40K subs. And I like the, the option was to give up there. There was that definitely that option. But then there was the option of like, look, just give it your all. Never stop. Just don't stop. Pour your heart and soul into it. And then if it doesn't go anywhere, quit. Cool. So that like means when you, you uh, when you get your 1 million subscriber plaque, you got to go send it to her then. Obviously, it's not yours. It's yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah, it was a big catalyst. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say her name or anything, but um, she was involved with tech. So, yeah, uh, cool. yeah there, was a, there was a yeah big catalyst for me at around 40K subscribers. And that was a huge point. And that for me was like, okay, if, if you want to quit, if you're thinking about giving up, don't do it until you've given it a hundred and whatever, fifty-five percent. What? Just give it your all. Mm. Go all out. Be objective. Watch your videos objectively, third-person perspective. You know, are you making mistakes? Get other people's feedback. Honest feedback. Say, look, what don't you like about my video, bro? And try and just do your best to make your content. Make your best content. See how it goes from there. Yeah. And when you're doing that, when you're doing that, you'll grow. You know. And so it's funny because I know a lot of these younger, you know, smaller YouTubers too, and they they um they're growing now they're growing you know they come to me for tips and stuff like that and i just help them out you know give them honest feedback and they they're doing well so it's great to see that you know we all want to flourish as a community so yeah a little bit of friendship goes a long way right you know a lot of a lot of people in professional business will do you know pay consulting and and that kind of stuff but a lot of stuff in tech is is um you know just sitting around the campfire having a couple of beers at, at the local pub and while you're at an event and you know, I guess it's that camaraderie that that really keeps people together, and and you know, people always talk about that in the esports scene, but don't necessarily talk about that in the tech scene. You know, you look at yeah. at things like CS in Vegas, or or you look at Computex in in Taiwan and things like that, and and people are really people are really banding together and and helping each other out. And it's it's a good and a bad thing that people bounce around a lot of companies. You know, someone will leave you know x peripheral company and come up at, at the other peripheral company but it's it's really it, it's really good in the fact that once you build some of these friends they're likely going to be around there forever in these different companies yeah, exactly. and that's not to say well, might... yeah sorry. yeah and uh, sorry and, and i mean it's not it's not to say that you know you have to watch what you say every single time and you can't share a meme on your facebook and you know you have to start bribing people beers and that kind of stuff but it's really touching on that point to tell people that yes while well, youtube is hard but the people you're working with understand what you're going through and they have yeah. to go through the same kind of stuff. And they're not they're not big CEOs in suits talking down to you. The Corsair CEO, Andy Paul, is a fantastic guy. And the CEO from Thermaltake is as well. Like Andy Paul from, from Corsair, he comes onto the booth at Computex and stands around and chats to people who walk in. And, you know, a lot of people walk into the Corsair booth kind of aimlessly because they're a smaller um, channel and want to talk to people. And, that was and, me. That you was know, me exactly. Time. Yeah, and he'll and he'll yeah. walk up to them as a CEO of this of this you know gigantic multinational company and and say, hey, name's Andy Paul. Yeah. You know, he won't be like, hi, I'm the CEO. Don't talk to me. I'm wearing a suit and a tie. There's nothing wrong with wearing a suit, but you know, he's standing around on the booth in a Corsair shirt talking to people about what he's been up to lately. Well, he's got a passion for his business, you see, and that's what I, I, I think every successful endeavor, there's always passion there. So it's great to hear that. Yeah. And there's, so. you know, and and don't take that as there's nothing wrong with making money. And we've made a point to, you know, both of us to state there's nothing wrong with being big and, and making money. That's it's part yeah. of the world. It's, it's how the world works. But, you know, you'll find in the tech scene that the people who make money and the people who don't, they're all nice the same and they're all willing to help yeah. each other grow. Very true. It's always, well, in my opinion now, it's always, uh, it's always good it's always net positive to be net positive that's the way i say it right 
Yeah, so right. what 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 good comes out of attacking someone else or being an asshole to someone else? You know what? There's no good that comes out of it. Uh, yeah. So you just be nice to the people behind the scenes, make friends. You know, grow relationships, not just on the professional aspect, but the personal aspect. And that's what I'm all about. Like, I actually prefer the personal aspect anytime over the professional aspect. It's weird. That's mm. how I've been growing up. You know what I mean? I've been growing up to have uh, just trust and loyalty and, and love in ways. You know, and that's just it goes a long way. Yep, I guess down under, that's, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. I guess that's how we are down under, man. It's, it's always, yeah, you got your brother's back, you know, you got your friends back, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. and it's great events to, to be, you know, when I was working at thermal take to walk into a fractal party and, and chat to the guy who owns the company that makes still serious sensei mice and have a beer with him. And, and, you know, because yeah. for all I know in, in a year and a half, he could be my boss at the same company or, or I could be working with him somewhere else or anything like that. But you know, wrapping wrapping this up a little bit, you know, we can find you on Twitter at TechCityPC and myself yep. at Smithy Mayo, and we do have our first ever user question that's come in. Yeah. And okay. and you know, we've chatted a bit behind the scenes about this, and, and we're hoping that you know maybe in the future, if if the big podcast does grow big as a podcast, we can have some live people call in and and maybe answer some questions to people stuck or, or people who just want to say hello. But we do have one here from a guy called at Tot Jup. And I do hope that that was spelt properly. But he wanted to ask you, Brian, Mr. Tech Yes City, what is your favorite <laughs> graphics card you have ever owned? Ooh, that's a tricky one, hey? We're spanning back a few different eras here. Um, I would say, you know, it's going to sound weird, but probably be the GTX 670 when I first got that, man. Because I, you know, I came over from the AMD card, and it was true. There was stuttering and stuff back in the drivers in the AMD cards. And I was a big AMD user before the uh, Kepler's cards were released. Mm. And so I got my 670, I overclocked it, and man, I was absolutely loving it. You know, absolutely loving it. So... 670, man. For me, yeah. for me, it would be the Radeon 9550, which was my first ever graphics card. Like, it was an AGP 8x 256 meg. And the reason that, it's, it's not that... It's not necessarily the rose-tinted glasses looking back at, oh, nostalgia, you know, I'm, I'm so old, I used to play games when you weren't even born, which which some people do on the internet because yeah. I don't even need something to feel good about. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the point of, uh, you know, the, the, the point of me saying that is that it was the first card that allowed me to play video games properly, you know, playing Battlefield 2 for way too many hours all of the time and, yeah. and that kind of stuff and... You know, I picked up well, myself. Uh, the close, well, the close second would be the X eight hundred. The back in the day, that was yeah around Battlefield one time I think, or Battlefield nineteen forty two. I think they called it. That was one. That was I love that card as well. That was awesome. So I mean, the blower, the blower star cooler was loud as, but you still had such a good time gaming on it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There's been there's been lots of good releases over the years. Yeah, but, yeah. it has been. Man. No, it's been great yeah. to chat and to you, of Brian. The eighty, the eighty eight hundred as well. The 8800 GT, that was a fantastic card that lasted for many years. It was years. the World of, War, yeah, World of Warcraft special, man. I remember getting one of those. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, just that was the World of Warcraft special at the time. It was amazing. So, oh, boy. Then I went back to, what was it? Oh, I forgot now. I went back to the 50, after that, the 5850 or something. Yeah. So I juggled between AMD and video cards, but yeah, it was majority AMD cards that I used throughout the history of my gaming. That's mm. my main. So, and I mean, yeah. it, it helps to never have a bias, right? Would you exactly. Agree? It, just, it just helps to be objective. I mean, at the end of the day, what's best for you, you know, is 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 being a fanboy going to be good for you, like your gaming experience? No. Just like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I just try to tell people which is the best for your money or what's the best for this scenario, what's the best for that scenario. Mm. And if you're doing that, if you're in that scenario, then get that product, you know what I mean? Or... Make the, make the decision for yourself. But being a fanboy of any product, whether it's Intel, NVIDIA, or AMD, it's not going to help anyone. Yeah. It's and there's, help you know, there's nothing wrong with having a bit of allegiance, right? I mean, I, you know, yeah. this, this podcast isn't sponsored. I drive a Subaru. Like, yeah, I yeah. kind of like the all-wheel drive and, and that kind of jazz. Yeah. But I have friends who, who love Holdens. That's cool. Yeah. That's fine. You know, girlfriend drives a Ford and don't really care that much about Holden versus Ford arguments and, and that yeah. stuff. But people are allowed to like what they like, right? And that's why... Yeah you know we chatted about before and you made a mention too of of um you know while while you've got people like steve who are amazing at, at giving the stats and while you've got people like yourself who are good at presenting it in a really personable way in the end yeah. it's about telling your viewers that they're allowed to like what they like and the reason yeah. that 
the reason that you're taking on these sponsors are because you trust that they're going to provide you with stuff. For example, you mentioned ASRock. If they sponsored you, yeah. you you'd, you'd uh, be happy to take that sponsorship because you know yeah. it, it's not just the fact that, sure, they'll give you X amount of dollars or whatever or, or they might send you to an event that you can get some extra coverage and subscribers, but you know that that company is going to provide you with products on release. That's a big thing, yeah. you know. You couldn't you couldn't review a Ryzen CPU without getting a motherboard. You you couldn't yeah, review exactly a Ryzen so. CPU properly without getting a cooler from me. You couldn't do it without getting a graphics card to go with, right? So it's yeah. it's it's a lot deeper, and that's once again not to scare people, but to maybe take a step back and think about it. You know, this is this is a legitimate business. You're pouring your heart and soul into this full time, and you know by making nasty comments on the internet like you're not being a cool dude like you're actually yeah. criticizing something that that someone's pouring their heart and soul into doing full-time and and really want to make succeed because it's not just the fact that you want to be a cool dude with three million subs it's also a fact that it's how you paid the rent yeah exactly yeah that's true very true at the end of the day so yeah, yeah man bringing it down on a somber note but <laughs> but yeah. um yeah if if people want to if people want to find you online how do they do that besides rocking up to your doorstep with a gun and demanding GDX 1080 Ti's? Well, before yeah, besides rocking up with a gun, guys, um, you know, not really used to that kind of thing. But yeah, if you want to check us out, you can go to yeah, of course uh, Tech City on uh, YouTube at the moment, or Tech City PC on Twitter, or of course the Tech City Facebook page. Just type in Tech City and search for it; it should come up. So there are three. I'm on Instagram as well, Tech Yes City. I'm going to keep that just original. Perfect. Instagram still Tech Yes City. So. Yeah, there's a few different ways you can find us. Of course, you can just go on the YouTube comment section. If you get in early, I do check uh, most videos a day after I release them. Just go through the comment section quickly. So, or you send us a personal message. So, either way, yeah, always. If you want to get it available, uh, get a hold of me, you can. So, definitely do that, and I'll help you out. Always contactable. Sounds great. All right, mate. Thanks for thanks for having us on, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Well, uh, thanks for having me on your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, yeah. All right, brother. I'll catch you later. Yep. Sounds good. See ya. Hey, and thanks for listening. This has been podcast 001 of the Business in Games podcast. My name is Chris, and I've been your host for today. You can catch me on Twitter at Smithy Mayo and also on facebook.com forward slash Smithy Mayo. Tune in next time. We'll be uh, chatting to some various other people within the gaming and esports and business scene. And I uh, just have to make a quick mention that this podcast was supported by a Facebook group called the Oceania Esports and Gaming Business Group. Make sure you head in there if you want to chat to anything about what was in this podcast, ask any advice of any of the hundreds of members, or just share maybe a little bit of a win that you've had in esports. Thanks and bye for now.